Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys, back with another video and you're very welcome here to the channel. New subscribers, you're very, very welcome. And it's great to have some new comments and also to see some old friends there who've been there from the start. Thanks, guys, for the support of the channel and the support of other people in our community. And um, we really help each other to get through all the different stages that we all go through from the beginning to the healed people who drop back in from time to time. Um, I think just to kind of reignite that maybe self-esteem or knowledge about narcissism just so we don't forget um when we are healed you know what we went through and to try and help others so for whatever reason you drop back it's great to see you dropping back in <laughs> for a cup of tea guys today i'd like to discuss one of the many thoughts um i've had recently and ex experience with narcissists um just so that we can all share the information and get it out there to people that don't know about it. Again, so many people don't know, please consider subscribing, liking, sharing, doing whatever you can to get the word out there to people that don't know about narcissism. So today I'd like to address why the narcissist really needs you and you know why they pick you, why you are essential to their existence and in order to do that i'd like to kind of strip it right back to the start of a narcissist's life so right back to childhood when the personality develops so a lot of different people have been unfortunately really badly abused as children but not everyone then goes on to develop the narcissistic personality disorder. So why is that and what's it all about? So let's just take it back to the childhood stage where, you know, say you have three children and each one has unfortunately gone through um, an abusive start to their lives where they're not validated, where they're abused in some way, whether they're, they're told where they're told that they're not enough and that they're not good. And instead of maybe the parent addressing the child's behaviour, the child is actually told that the child is bad, not what they're doing is bad. So there is shame. The, the developing personality feels shame, shame of the true self, shame of who they are. And there's a few different ways that people then go on to develop their personality um, you know, having gone through a similar childhood experience. And one of the ways a person comes out of this is to feel the pain of that and to develop empathy for another person they see in pain because they know what they're going through. And they choose to do that and they choose to be 
compassionate and understanding, more so of others, actually. A lot of empathic people can develop codependency, unfortunately, because um, they over compassionize, you know, that they're over compassionate towards other people and not compassionate and loving enough towards themselves. Other empaths get it right. They have a good degree of self-validation and self-love, and they're also able to, you know, give to others and without depleting themselves unless they come across a narcissist and they're unaware of who they're dealing with. Then we have the second child who develops as a normal enough type of person because hopefully or maybe they have other influences that they take on board in half measures. So they they are able to validate and regulate themselves in that they're not over compassionate towards other people, but they have a good, healthy sense of who they are themselves. And they're very they're compassionate to a close circle of their family members or friends, but they're not over empathic, but they have a healthy balance. Then you have the child that develops narcissism and they totally reject the criticism of whoever is or the abuse, whoever is giving this abuse to them. They totally reject the image of the self that they have. They they reject their true selves and they go way overboard to the opposite side of what the the over empathic person does. And they go to the side of the total opposite of being empathic in that they decide that they totally reject their true selves and develop this superior being that they, they're they going to live through. And they're going to, instead of empathize with people, they're going to destroy anyone that gets in their way and tells them that this develop, developed mask or this created persona isn't real. So there, there's a deep shame within them of who they are because at the early stage of childhood when they were abused and told that they were bad they felt so ashamed of who they believed their true self was that they had to make another self who they believed that they were in a total and unrealistic rejection so it's a, it's very imbalanced Instead of coming out of that childhood phase and saying, I'm not all bad, I'm some bad, I'm some good, I have potential to do this and to do that. They just went and totally re rejected the, the shame of the true self. However, they carry that shame of their true personality and true self deep inside in this kind of an empty void because they never allowed that bad boy or that bad girl to develop but that that truth that is their truth the truth within them of the bad person is the person that is angry at the world that envies other people that's jealous of other people and that feels that they re they're rejecting their true selves and in order to reject their true selves they have to reject anyone that goes against them it's like it's like annually or perennially or whatever that word is throughout their lives, rejecting the abuser who made them feel that shame of who their true self was. And if they continue to destroy and reject the people that they come across, 
then they feel that they can hold on, that they don't have to look at the shame. They don't have to accept the shame that they were never able to validate themselves out of. And instead, they choose this uh, false person. So I'm going to get to the point now, guys, about how the narcissist really needs you. But I needed to explain the creation of the false person as best I can from my experience, education and understanding of the narcissist, the narcissistic personality disorder, having dealt with narcissists in my life. So, guys, we have this we have this false, false kind of projected image that the narcissist uses to distract themselves and deflect themselves from looking at the true self. And there's one more point I want to make before I go on in relation to us, you guys and the narcissist. And that is, while we can feel great compassion for a person that's developed like this kind of a wasted life, a wasted potential of who the real true person could be um, and the hope that, you know, we can help them and stuff like that. And we just absolutely can't because the person they've developed into is the person, the personality and the ego that's all that is who they are, but that they're not, that's not their true self, but it's the personality that's developed out of, rejecting the true self, if that makes sense. Um, so feeling great compassion for the lost potential, for sure. But I would my compassion would go to the victims of these creatures, these creations that come out of this terrible place that don't have to come out of this terrible place, you know, because you can say, oh, well, the narcissist has this personality disorder, so therefore they're not responsible for what they do. Aha, uh -huh. they actually fully are responsible for what they do. They just aren't accountable to themselves for what they do or anybody else if they can get away with it, if they're not brought to court in relation to their actions. So, so they basically, they are not accountable, but they do know cognitively. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The difference between right and wrong. And there's numerous instances to prove this. I mean, in relation to the law... They don't want, say, the police, uh, the law authority, the authorities to catch them doing something wrong because they know it's wrong and they know they'll be punished for it. And a lot of narcissists are highly intelligent and most definitely know that they're doing something wrong, but they will justify it by blaming you for having to do something wrong or they'll find a myriad of ways out of being accountable. But again, that's an aside. 
So my personal compassion is limited because of the absolute horror and destruction that these narcissists wreck havoc and chaos in other people's lives and enjoy it. And that is where I have a real conflict with psychology and spirituality and evil. And I, I really believe that you cannot have someone doing really destructive, awful things, you know, to another person without there being some spiritual element there and some darkness and some bad stuff going on. So why do they need you so badly? So this personality is a construct and there's no depth to the narcissist's mask. So the narcissist is running from their true self and then they're sitting alone with this kind of false 3D image. You know, it's like, um, you know, that the new science in relation to um, a computerized image of someone, I don't know what you call it, but it's uh, so you put your finger through it and it's not there. The You can see the person and they talk to you and they act, but there's actually no depth to this personality construct. So they are not able to, say, maintain the energy of this person personality construct left totally alone with no one else fueling it. So you are the fuel that keeps this energized image alive. So without your input, um, batting to and fro off this computerized image of energy that is the narcissist personality mask, it, it isn't fueled, it isn't existing, it isn't live. And if that construct isn't there in front of the true self, the narcissist has to get a glimpse of the, the shame of the true self that was never developed. And that's a void the narcissist can fall into if this energy source is not there, this mask is not there protecting the person from looking behind the constructed personality to actually view the true self. And this is way too painful for the narcissist. The narcissist has no capacity to to validate the true self at this stage. It's no capacity to heal it. It's no capacity to give it compassion to say it's okay. It's like this empty void of hate and anger and jealousy and um, inability to 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 survive in the world and their way of surviving was to construct this, this 3D image. So without laboring that point further, the narcissist needs you to react to the false creation, to make the false creation real and to fuel the false creation. So if they can get you to believe in this false creation, then your belief validates the existence of the false creation, guys. So they can believe in the false creation and not have to look at the true self from which they've been running since the beginning of their early childhood. I hope that makes sense. Just trying to explain like what you're actually dealing with. And this is why when the mask slips, when you see behind the mask, when when the energy is gone from it or they're no longer presenting that 
energized 3D image, computerized image to you, you kind of go, what? Where is that? That picture gone? You know, the person behind it is just dead. Yeah, they kind of say, hi, who are you? Yeah, come in. Yeah. And this kind of animated person that was, you know, really kind of kind and loving and um, enticing to you or even angry at you or anything, you know, with you is gone. It's just this kind of dead, dead, flat, dead eyes, dull voice. And you, you, you kind of you're searching, you're nearly looking behind the narcissist to see where are you gone? Where are you gone? This construct no longer exists. So you can see how dependent the narcissist is on their primary supply, because whereas they get supply from other sources, you know, from family and friends and strangers and work, you know, workmates and just the world in general, they need on an everyday basis to be plugged in. It's just like your computer. Your battery will run dead. You need a regular supply. So if you were the, the narcissist's partner or a very played a very significant part in their life, or even if you were a family member who shared accommodation with the narcissist, you had to be giving the narcissist the reflection back to the computer image. You had to interact with the computer image and you had to, you know, interact emotionally and emotionally, even negatively emotionally, even to be angry at the image because that told the image that they were alive because they could get a reaction from you. And that kept them fueled and kept the energy alive. I hope that wasn't too, um, you know, too much of a rigmarole, guys. But you were essential to the narcissist. And it's only that you believed the image they portrayed. You believed in the existence of it. And your belief validated their belief in the existence of the mask. So it might help in the healing because if you were dealing, it's very hard to get your head around it. If you were dealing with this computer, when the computer's turned off and you're no longer dealing with it, then you kind of realize that you were dealing with your own reflections. You know, the, the narcissist projecting reflections onto you and mirroring you and you reacting to this kind of false persona. And that false persona doesn't exist. The real person of the narcissist is an underdeveloped, emotionally very, very immature young child who is unable to self-validate, who needs to destroy any criticism that you would make or destroy your goodness or your any kind of sense of you having superiority because they need to believe in order to protect themselves from the shame of their true selves. They need to believe they're superior and above everyone else. They need to not be accountable for any, you know, blame or badness or any of their bad actions. And they need you, your reaction to them and they need to emotional reaction to them. They need to have caused it to prove to themselves that this is the personality that's the true personality and not the empty void, uh, very immature, immature, um, emotionally underdeveloped um, creature that 
that lurks underneath that's very dark and that's the real the real emotion is is not of love it's not of anything it needs to destroy to keep the computerized image in existence it's just another thought on narcissism guys to help people understand what they were dealing with in order for them to in other, in order for you to validate your 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 experience and who you are and the fact that what the computer image said to you was just what a computer image would say it it's not a person it didn't mean anything it doesn't mean it doesn't mean you are who the computer image says so i hope that helps till the next video guys i haven't forgotten the video on co-parenting with a narcissist and this video was a kind of precursor to the video about co-parenting with a narcissist in order to help you with when that video comes along. I think this video will be quite pertinent to help you understand the points I'll make in relation to co-parenting with the narcissist that I hope will help. See you soon, guys. Bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.